In life, you suffer countless losses, diseases, and heartbreaks, and you feel sorry for yourself. And here oscillates the pendulum, good and bad, right and wrong. One moment you like yourself, the next you do not. Duality has its day, delusion has its way. What is the first question that comes to your mind? Why me? What did I do to deserve this? The answer to this lies in understanding the concept of samskars. Every action and thought that crosses your mind leaves an imprint on your destiny. They get stored in the karmashay, an ethereal hard disk, so to say, to be fructified at a later point in this life or in future lives. This stored data is called samskars. These samskars fructify, deciding the course of your life, because in attaching emotions to your actions, you gain a sense of ownership towards these actions. When your destiny is paired with the data stored in your ethereal hard disk, those stored samskars fructify in congruence with the rays of the planets. So if at a particular time, your destiny is meant to provide you with wealth, good looks, luxury, and good times. The stored samskars that match your destiny at that time will fructify. On the other hand, if pain, loss in business, and difficult days are a part of your destiny, at that particular time, those karmas and samskars matching this negative period will come to the fore and fructify. And what you receive in the fructification of these past karmas, you take ownership of and begin the cycle all over again, reloading your karmic matrix instead of exhausting it. You have thoughts all day, every day. You think about your thoughts, about why you have these thoughts. You feel good about some and maybe not so good about the others. Of course you do. They're your thoughts, right? Wrong. These are thoughts that you receive. They come and go through your mind. Our minds should be open vessels, allowing these thoughts to enter and leave while watching them from a distance in third person. Instead, we put a lid on the vessel as soon as a thought comes floating in. We paint that thought with an emotion and we make it ours. This thought then adds to our karma, positive or negative, depending on the thought. And before you know it, one thought leads to another thought which links to a third thought and so on. And you end up gaining ownership over a long chain of thoughts. The positive samskars will be converted into future bhog, pleasures and riches. The negative samskars into rogue, debt, disease and misfortune. And divine deeds will get converted into yoke, spiritual evolution. One can extend this idea to the fate of countries as a whole as well. Countries can be divided into those that offer lesser comforts and luxuries. These are called 
Apoghuri, where people exhaust more of their negative karmas and also practice penance and austerity. Other countries that fulfill Rajasic experiences are called Rajobhumi. Here, people enjoy and exhaust their positive karmas by getting consumed in luxury, comfort and wealth. Spiritually evolved people know how to rebalance their karma and negate samskars. They do this through the practice of Mantra Vidya, which is the recitation of advanced mantras, and by performing a lot of seva, which is selfless service. Both seva and Mantra Vidya help you tilt the balance of karmic scales in the favor of perceived positivity. When your thoughts, which are not really your own, lead you to perform actions you consider worthy of pride, you take ownership of these actions and you add to your positive samskars. It could be something as simple as helping an elderly person cross the road to something as large as donating a million dollars to a specific charity. You feel good about yourself and add to your positive karma. When positive samskars fructify, rewarding you with good days, prosperity and health, you tend to spend them indulging your whims and fancies. Some become vain. Others abuse this reward and eventually end up with a massive karmic negative tilt. It is important to realize that while it is your past actions that have earned you such luxuries, it is your destiny that has ultimately led to their fructification. You as an individual, in your present physical form, play no active role in it. These rewards are automatically fructified to neutralize your karmic balance sheet, thereby leading to automatic exhaustion and redemption of stored samskars. Credit for the good deeds or blame for the bad, neither is yours to take. Knowledge or Gyan helps people re-examine the above principles and use them for their personal evolution. There are essentially three types of people who understand this karmic connection. The astute understand the subject and work towards adding to their karmic assets. They strive to perform more acts of seva while working on reducing their desires, thereby earning more and spending less of their positive karmas. The more astute practice tapasya, which is voluntary suffering, in addition to seva. Examples of tapasya include fasting, long hours of meditation, and spiritual sadhana. The most astute understand that the only way to transcend karma is to not take ownership of their actions, both the positive and the negative. In doing so, they exhaust all kinds of samskars and karmas, eventually freeing themselves from the shackles of their karmic connections. It takes a certain level of spiritual evolution to be accomplished in not taking ownership. But that does not mean that people from all levels cannot practice this philosophy. Remember, it is in freeing yourself from the bonds of karma that lies the true mastery of the self.
It is my hope that this podcast may perhaps have provided you with a fresh perspective on the subject of karma and destiny. And I wish you all the best in your spiritual endeavors. Should you have any questions about this podcast, about the subjects of karma or destiny, or any other spiritual questions that may be bothering your mind, you may email the author at hingori at hingorisutras.com or answers at hingorisutras.com.